The thing about astrology is the planets and the asteroids and the constellations that we speak about represent our real lives. And the threads of energy that any person connects to or identifies with more or less has to do with really what they're working through, what they experience and where their position in the universe is. A lot of people believe that by nature of our birth, women are weaker. And that's absolutely crazy. <laughs> Vesta and Eris teach us that women are spiritual warriors who are intricately interconnected into the protection of our souls and the safety of our society. Yet, because of the masculine imbalance, the Marsian imbalance, and the veils that have been intentionally placed upon us, we are treated as though we are secondary and inferior. And this is not fair. One of the things that we are working on bringing back into balance is a recognition of the efforts of Vesta and a healing in the energy of Eris. Today, I invite you to join me for a conversation about these powerful energy strands and to step into your own recognition of where you are participating or where you may recognize the participation of others in these essential yet for whatever reason, well, we know, for oppressive reasons, invisible activities. Hello, hello, and welcome to Crow Medicine Astrology. I am your host, Katie Indy Crow. Let's get into talking about healing the Venusian energy strands. First off, one of the things I want to say is that this is a story that is near and dear to my heart. I have been in this healing Venus game <laughs> trajectory for a lot of different lifetimes, and the information that I present to you today comes from direct communication with the elements and the energy spectrum, but also from direct remembering and participation in this ceremony. And I know that there are going to be other people who come to this podcast who have also participated in that. And so first layer of business, we exist. And we, people of Venus, ceremony holders of Venus, Vesta, and Eris have been holding an important part of the energy strand together for an entire epoch. And today I'm going to get into talking to you a little bit about what that is and some of the things that we have experienced as we've been going through doing that. <laughs> Let's get into talking about the different threads of energy that are being represented here and how they tie into the human story. Venus in my astrology, represents the connection to Mother Creator. This universe has a creator, and as we relate to creator through humanity, Mother and Father Creator, they created themselves into human bodies. They have perfected the human form, and one of the things that happened during the fall of humanity is that there were intentional actions that were done to the human energy spectrum to make us fall away from the perfection of form that they represent, and that we are all able to achieve. Within the human energy archetype, Jesus and Mary were two people who represented that journey with us. And so the teachings about peace, the teachings about kindness, the teachings about being connected to the earth. Oh, wait, those ones got wiped out. <laughs> they were all an important part of the lesson span that we would need to go through as humans in order to be able to heal the back doors on the energy archetype that had been created 
by those activities and actions. If you want to hear more about that, you can go to my other podcast, Saga of Earth or Psychopomp Stories and listen to Saga of Earth part one through six. I spent quite a bit of time talking about that because it's an important part of the experience. Moving beyond that, one of the things that the Order of Venus, the Order of the Magdalene did was we <laughs> were helping to perfect that form. We were teaching it before the crucifixion and after the crucifixion, we women came under a very different and specific kind of spiritual fire that we had not been unilaterally experiencing at first. So one of the myths about our contemporary world is that men and women are completely opposite and that you are Mars or you are Venus and that there is supposed to be some kind of a war between the energy spectrums. And that hasn't always been the case. In fact, there have been civilizations that have dotted the planet story where men and women have lived in balance with one another as well as where women have been seen as leaders. And one of the things that we see that happened with the crucifixion of Jesus uh, is that shortly after that, there came to be a domination of ideas that were focused on the holiness of men, the spiritual power of men, and the subordination of women who were all of a sudden becoming less powerful. And when I say all of a sudden becoming less powerful, I mean it because in situations before the crucifixion, you had people like the Vestal Virgins who were responsible for taking on and taking care of the spiritual power of Rome, for example. And although they were virgins and they were separated from everyone else, their strength, their power, and their contribution was noted. If you remember a couple podcasts back, I talked about the Beetlejuice occultation and how it was restoring part of the balance for the feminine energy spectrum. Well, bringing that story back forward now, because it's a great example, um, there was a site that was connected to that specific star group in a place called Petra. And during the takeover of a certain religion in that region, a certain religious leader sent one of their people in to the temple area, to the sacred area. And when they got there, they found the woman who was guarding the area. And uh, what they did was they murdered her on top of the sacred site. And as they murdered her on top of the sacred site, they set the intention that so too was this the death of the feminine spirit of the planet. Sounds dramatic, but this is the ish we're actually healing from and working with. And being honest about it is part of moving it out of the way. Despite the ideological subordination of women, our role as spiritual caretakers and spiritual beings has never ceased to exist. In fact, the Order of Venus, the Order of the Magdalene, are some of the people who were able to continue on in this spirit. And so too were other people like the Lenape here in Eastern North America um, and the Mi'kmaq who were able to remain in communication and connection with Creator and who continued to honor this energy. I don't want to paint this picture like it was only certain kinds of religious orders that were able to remain connected to the feminine energy. However, some of those other people, like the indigenous groups, especially the ones here in North America, um, who met the same kind of colonial history that us women did, um, they experienced a genocide for these beliefs. And so that's a whole other part of the story um, that I will probably tell on my Psychopomp Stories page, because... <sighs> there's there's a lot that went on with that one.
<laughs> okay, so back to healing Venus. Let's go back to the post-crucifixion point. We have established that there is a feminine and a masculine energy spectrum on the planet, and they are represented by Mars and Venus. And so the Marsian energy spectrum has had its own history of things that happened to it, just as the one with Venus did. And so part of what the Order of the Magdalene, part of what people connected to Creator and staying in the pureness were doing, are doing, have done, is we were working on holding on to this sacred spark, that, that sacred spark of humanity that Creator gifted us that is part of what makes us sacred and that is where the love is and that what is what brings us back. And one of the unique parts about being women is that we have reproductive organs and through our reproductive organs, um, in particular in the last epoch, was one of the primary ways that we would be able to pass that spark, that healed feminine spark, that healed feminine energy down from generation to generation. We, we would do it through giving birth. So you think, oh, okay, so you're just giving birth. Well, that's no problem. That's easy. Hasn't been that easy. And this is where the heiress and the Vesta part come in. One of the things that used to be very well known in the world is that there were multiple layers of reality and multiple layers of spiritual reality. And one of the roles that women served in their families and in their households was that they would be the ones who were the energetic and spiritual caretakers and or they would be the ones who would um, a lot of the time be watching the metaphysical aspects of the family and the men because of the difference in strength and size would oftentimes be the ones who would kind of guard the family and do that kind of protection in the physical material world and so that was one of the levels of complementarity that we had going on and as things happened with the crucifixion and as things happened with the demonization of women, one of the un unfortunate side effects that happened is, well, on one layer, women who were spiritually powerful were hunted, just like the woman in the last segment at the Beetlejuice, um, at the Beetlejuice place, and just like happened to Mary Magdalene. Why were they hunted? They were hunted because... It was known by the people who were interested in maintaining control of the human energy archetype and who were interested in maintaining spiritual and societal control that the answers to the truth, the answers to what some people call the Holy Grail, the answers to the purity of humanity existed within the feminine spiritual orders. And they also knew that because of our direct connection to creator through our room space, that there was nothing that they would ever be able to do to fully sever that. And so what wound up happening is that the women who were known to hold spiritual knowledge went on the move. And we would walk for lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, going from different parts of the world that women know as sacred. And now they're not all listed in the public. In fact, one of the great things about women being completely written out of the spiritual order is that other than us and our communication with creator, nobody has any clue where our sites are. <laughs> so I guess that's a good thing that has happened as a side effect of protecting them. And one of the other things that women connected to this lineage um, are well known for doing is taking care of the energy of planet Earth. And so between keeping alive the spark of the soul that connects us to creator, that pure spark and the sacred knowledge of that being passed down from generation to generation, as well as our ability to bring it to sacred sites and store it into the planet for other women to find later on in the future, we have also 
been tasked and responsible for keeping the earth energy system from falling completely in the gutter. And, you know, truth be told, for about a thousand years, that was a very, very difficult job. Why did it become extremely difficult? Well, because that hunting that started out as just, you know, being here and there in different pockets became progressive and it became connected to things like colonial missions, like the formation of religions and the development of how they spiritually oriented and organized societies, as well as how societies were organized themselves. Because it turns out that for whatever reason, I guess it felt more comfortable to have women as secondary and women in the control and under the thumb of other beings um, than it was to allow us to be strong, powerful, present, vocal, and visible as ourselves. Back about a decade ago, when I first came out as a teacher, <laughs> at least a teacher of this kind, I my first thing was to gather together women who were part of the divine feminine energy spectrum who were here as part of bringing forward that flame so that we would eventually be able to one day, you know, activate it and offer our contribution to that 12 strand plus divine integration, masculine, feminine energy spectrum expansion that is meant to be happening. I know that was a big mouthful, but long story short is we, the women who were tasked with carrying this energy had made a promise and that promise was to creator it was to each other and it was to all the other humans on earth if we were able to complete the process and keep this energy safe and keep it lit during the and throughout the generations eventually we knew that we would come to the space where we were going to be able to mold it meld it with the masculine energy spectrum we are at that place in society now. And part of why this is exciting and important is because this is one of the things, this Marsian Venusian divide, this Mars and Venus war, um, that has kept us from recognizing the God self within. It has kept us separated from experiencing a true connection to self and other in this universe. And it is most certainly a tool of our suppression. So the conditions to bring about the completion of this task occurred back in December of 2020 when we had the Saturn and Jupiter conjunction happen. Shortly after that, you will recall that in, I think it was January 2021, so it was a year later, we wound up entering into the Venus um, Scorpio node. And during that time, we started doing a deep dredging of any remaining crap that was left on the feminine energy spectrum. This is where a job that was actually going pretty nice turned really ugly. So up until that time, we had been having extremely positive movement on the Venus Eris uh, Vesta line. And part of what was so fantastic about it is that Women were coming in together, but it wasn't just women. There was direct work happening on the masculine energy strands, on the feminine energy strands, and there was a great deal of respect that was being paid towards planet Earth, as well as towards people who were knowledge holders who were supporting people in connecting to it. There were thousands of people, about 5,000 people, who had gathered around me um, for the for the purpose of 
loving earth, healing earth, and helping humans walk ourselves through this 12 strand plus DNA expansion that I had mentioned just a little earlier in this segment. Things were going extremely well, as I said, until we got to that node switch. And it was during that node switch when the energy of the integrated masculine and feminine was meant to begin coming online that we had some of the darkest and most hardest days of being representatives of Venus. So I'm going to talk about that now. As we started going through this paradigm switch moment, and we're meant to be working through the Venus-Pluto of it all <laughs> in the Venusian lines, a negative energy attack that had been planted about two years ago into the spiritual communities began to take hold um, and it was accelerated by things like fear, sadness, pain, and all the crap that we were dealing with during COVID. And what wound up happening is that people who represented the genuine feminine and people who were talking about mother and father creation and the expansion of the energy spectrum came under serious and concerted efforts to silence them and I know this because I experienced it. I know other people who experienced it. And I saw the psychological and spiritual effects of the people who had been targeted by it. All of a sudden, things like healing Venus, the integration of the masculine and feminine, respect for feminine energy holders, and most importantly, respect for planet Earth, um, and, and the sentience of planet Earth all seemed to fall by the wayside. It seemed as though the memories and the connection and the honor to all of that seemed to be wiped away from people. And so as I'm continuing this conversation, if you're one of those people, I'm not trying to blame you or make you feel poorly. This is what happened to the earth. This is what happened to the feminine energy spectrum and talking about this as part of healing it. So let's continue on. As the forgetting happened, there were a number of people who stayed connected. They stayed connected to the spiritual welfare of the planet. They stayed connected to the spiritual welfare of other people around them. They stayed connected to the Venus energy flame. And they stayed connected to taking care of things like their families and their classrooms and dealing with lifting up a lot of extra weight that was being placed upon us um, in one layer by the light working community and by the spiritual communities who until this point have been pretty powerfully united. And then on the other hand, by the societal circumstances that were taking more and more money out of our pockets and placing more and more stress on our households, which was creating more and more labor for women often to pick up because you see Venus is also represented in the pink labor sector and Venus is represented in social reproduction. At least that's one of the places that it shows up. And I did try to talk about this at the time, but people really turned away from it. And so I hope that it's not too much to hear now. Probably the worst part of it all, and this is the part that I definitely suffered the most with, was for people who stayed with mother and father creation and people who honored taking care of the earth and our, 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 our jobs that did not get distracted by the false agenda in the light working community was that it became soul crushing and very difficult work to hold on to. And due to the brainwashing that was placed out into the energy line and spectrum, even when people like me were offering help and asking for help, 
people who were our next door neighbor or who were living down the street who so desperately needed help or could have helped, um, they couldn't see you and they didn't know that you existed. So what wound up happening in, in particular for the last few years for those of us who are these holdouts of energy who stuck around for a long time is that it felt like we took another big, huge walloping. And part of what is coming up right now as we are moving into balancing the masculine and the feminine energy strands is calling a recognition of what we have done back to the forefront, calling a recognition of the sentience of earth and the presence of mother creator back to the forefront, and also calling in people who are part of the Marsian and other parts of Venusian energy strands to help us in doing our work. Because one of our final things we're experiencing right now is exhaustion being tired and being asked to step up once again for a set of tasks that would be very difficult if we completed them in silence and alone as we have been working these last few years. The primary reason that I made this podcast was not to complain about people not doing their jobs and not to have a poor me attitude, but more to say, right now, there are a lot of people who are going to find this message who have held on and who have been holding on in invisibility and who are feeling like they are carrying enough weight that they just might as well crack or stop. And what I want to say to you is this. You are valuable. You are valued. Your life matters. And we need you to continue to exist. And so one of the things that's going to be very important for people like me or you or anyone who comes to this message who finds truth in it to do, we're going to need to learn to step back, but also step forward in new and different ways. So let me talk about those. In terms of stepping back, one of the things that those of us who identify with this message have also experienced is that in addition to carrying Venus, we have been forced to exhibit a lot of Eris. Eris is the feminine aspect of Mars. Eris is the female warrior. And to the contemporary energy system, the female warrior is someone who basically does not exist. Yet, as we know from the last segment, the female warrior is part of what kept this planet spiritually safe and going. So if you are out there and you are a person who identifies with this story, and perhaps you've been a part of this, I want to say thank you. I want to tell you that I, for one, am really glad that you exist. I am grateful for every effort that you have put in in this lifetime and in others. And I hope that as we make our way through these next seasons, you are able to connect to your highest harmonic Venus, Eris, and that you are able to have a happy, joy-filled existence. One of the things that is very important for those people out there who are part of the downtrodden part of the feminine energy spectrum to realize is that part of the reason that we are being held down at this point is because we always show up. <laughs> and we show up so much that other people don't even think that they need to show up. And it is through a small group of people showing up for the last few years that a lot of work has been being done. If you are one of these people and you would like to participate in a healing session, I have a Healing Venus special event coming up in a couple of weeks. I will link it here. I also am organizing people who work on the planet to come together again. 
You can email me at katieindycrow at gmail.com if you would like to be part of it. I filter the lists to keep us safe, but I also happily, pleasantly welcome new people to come in. Well, my friends, that's about all I have to say for this little episode about healing Venus. I will be talking about healing Mars again, and I will also be bringing forward a podcast about mother and father of creation and the big old paradigm switch we're in the middle of. That's going to be the theme for our eclipse month of March, April. And so if you're new here, subscribe, come back, check us out. We will be doing this another time. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you, your friend and friendly neighborhood psychopomp, Katie Indy Crow.